Good morning. You are tuned in to QPS 102.5 FM. <coughs> Welcome to the morning show. What have we got on today's show? Oh, well, you wouldn't believe what the kind of things we've got for you today. <laughs> yep, that's right. Today we've got coming up in just a few minutes. We've got some things we're going to talk about, things we're going to listen to and things that we have played. My goodness, all of those things. So many things. Who are your, oh, your hosts today? We're so excited. We haven't told you what we're doing. Who are we? I am Janiac, the wild woman of the morning show. And I'm Laura, your wild and wacky disc jockey. And you're listening to Queer and Pleasant Strangers in the Morning. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura K. Dale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. That show where two queer trans ladies have a bit of a giggle, talk about our weeks, have a catch up, mm-hmm. generally sit down and talk about things for a bit, you know, because we don't do a, we don't do enough of that already as it is. Mm. You know, we need extra talking to each other time. Ah! How has your week been? Oh, so biz. Yeah, so, so biz. I know that feeling very well. There have been many bizzes. Yeah, it's been a been a long a, a lot's happened since we last recorded. Yeah, you've been you've been to other countries. I I spent two days in Germany and then also we went to Pride. Like we those did. those both happened since last week. Yeah, we we yeah still recovering from Pride. Yeah, should we should we? Uh, Pr- Pride was great. Pride was good. Uh, yeah, it was. We uh, we, we went back less to... transphobic than last yeah, year. Yeah, we we went back to London Pride, which. Last year, for anyone who didn't catch the nonsense, basically some turfs jumped the barrier and were like, hey, we're not going to let you start Pride unless you let us do our hateful rhetoric against trans people. And the Mayor of London was like, well, it's very hot. We might as well just let them do it. And that was not a great move on his part. Meanwhile, in Glasgow, trans people were being arrested for saying fuck the police. Indeed. But this year was much better. Um... We started with, before the big flag, we had uh, Dykes on Bikes came past, and at least one of the the lesbians on a motorcycle had a trans flag Mm -hmm. on their motorcycle, so that was good. And then we had, I think, four groups in a row that were all... We had, uh, started with L with the T, then we had, I think, Bi with the T. Yeah, uh, G with Uh, the T. G with the T, and Pride with the T. Yeah, so we had lesbians showing solidarity to trans people, bisexual people, um, gay, gay men, and... Pride with the team, which is just generally, hey, as London Pride, we're standing in solidarity with trans people. Sorry about what we we let happen last year. Mm. That was a bad one. Mm. Um, we had a, it was a really lovely time. Yeah, we didn't stay for the whole march, but there was a lot of good positivity there, especially yeah. for trans people. And we 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 went and hung out in the park for a while, and we got to see we two groups of friends intersected. Yeah. We, we, I got to be almost, around. There was about, almost a Venn diagram. There was almost a Venn diagram. There were anime <laughs> friends and and dancey friends both in the same place. Ooh. Uh, that was a really lovely, uh, really yeah. lovely time. It was. Bumped into a couple of people. What knew who we were? Yeah. Which was we bumped is... into a listener. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Uh, Rose, I think, was the person yeah. we spoke to at one point. Yeah. I don't. I you you bet bumped into someone else as well, didn't you? I, I bumped into a couple of people, and I'm oh. terribly sorry. I've forgotten people's names because. I was day drinking. It was that kind of a day. We were drink- day drinking. Yeah. yeah, I was. I was. I was doing a happy inebriate. Yeah, we we got through like 
a litre and a half of pims between us, so... Heck yeah, we did. And it's basically the first time we've drunk this year, because yeah. it's not been sunny or nice. I think I think we did well, though. We, 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 we had a good day. Yeah. But shall we talk about what we've played this week? Yeah, what have you played? Sh- shall I start, start with that one that I alluded to, where I had to go abroad to play a game? Ayood. I went to Germany, uh, because... There was a press event happening for Man of Medan, mm. which I can talk about now because embargo's lifted. Um, embargo, so, you know, me anger by him. A lucky bum bum down. Uh, so yeah, we've talked about Until Dawn on the show before, which yes. you've played through. It's yes. that sort of eight to ten hour long horror game where you make choices, and it's basically here's a bunch of teens in a cabin in the woods. Try and get them through a horror scenario. Or don't. Let them die, you know. Up to you. Let them die. Um, And this is the same people, this time making a multi-platform title rather than just a PS4 game. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be about half the length. And it's basically a ghost ship game where, once again, you have a group full of teens that are ignoring all the rules of horror films and you make a bunch of choices for them and try and keep them alive. As the horror film starts to happen. Wow. So, generally, I think they did they did things right in that they generally stuck to what worked well in Until Dawn. Um, it's more of the same. It's more Until Dawn. Um, the engine that the game runs in appears to be the same. The narrative structure seems to be the same. The relative pacing seems to be about the same. The two major things that they changed is A... Do you remember those bits where you had to hold the controller still? Still, and in... then sometimes it just screwed you anyway. Yeah, it's it's never... I don't believe it's ever done it to me directly, but I know people it's happened to. I can't remember if you experienced I it. I believe that was the case. Yeah, where you hold the controller still to, you know, not move, and occasionally the PS4 controller just registered movement and was like, nope, character's dead, your fault. Um, Should have charged up the battery before you started playing, Scrub. Yeah, so they've um, they've replaced that with a new mechanic, where you basically mash, uh, you press the the X button or the A button in time with a oh heartbeat. Christ. I'm fucked. Um, so it's so it's basically a sort of musicy rhythm thing, but it it's it's less prone to accidental incorrect inputs, which I think is... That's a more reliable way of doing it. I, I mean, as think. long as you haven't got latency on your screen. Yeah. Well, it, it at least the one that was in this demo was fairly forgiving. Mm. It was... It, it clearly wasn't designed to be difficult. It was more to be tension dragged out over a longer period of time to keep you like, okay, what's going on? Uh, am I going to get through this? Um... And the other big difference is co-op. Um, so there are two different co-op modes. Because we, we kind of played it in co-op when we played it. We passed it between each other. We passed the controller back and forth between each other and took turns playing. Um, this sort of just formalises that. Um, one of the modes is basically what we did. Um, there are five playable characters in the game, I think. And you basically put in your name. So put Laura and Jane in. And you divvy up. I'll play as this character, you play as this character. Uh, You could have up to five people, so you could just have one person controlling each character. Um, And then the game will tell you when to pass the controller around, so that you can do that character's choices and sort of have control of your individual character. And then at the end it gives you like a, a nice stat screen that's like, this person, I don't know, was most cowardly or took the most uh, foolish decisions. Uh, or used violence rather than words the most often. 
tells you sort of how you played, which I quite oh. like as a mechanic. Oh. Um, but yeah, it 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 seems it seems to work. Like it it's basically just a formalized way of when to pass the control around. Uh, the other mode is an online two-player co-op, where sometimes, like, let's say your whole group of five is together, um, and then the party splits in two. Two people go, uh, I'm trying to think from the, the example in the demo, two people go scuba diving in this, like, sort of wreck of a plane, and at the same time, two people are on the boat at the top of the water and have uh, an interaction with some some people in another boat. You both play through those simultaneously, and then the scenes all come back together, and it's like, I don't know what happened for you. You can lie to the other player, and like, not you know, you don't have to tell them what happened. Uh, it's interesting, because like when I played through that mode, I went on the team that went diving, and I came back up. The boat was a little bit on fire, and there were like dollar bills floating on the surface of the water, and the other player was just like. No, no, it was a barbecue mishap, and it was completely, like, it, no one was sold on it. Like, I was like, I don't believe you, but I don't know what the fuck happened. It's quite an interesting, like, withholding information from between parties so that, like, there's a mystery between you and the other player. Hmm. So I was really interested by that mode, Yeah. and I'd be curious to play more of it. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing I found a bit weird about that mode was you don't uh, it doesn't divvy up the characters like split between you so say it doesn't give two of the characters to one online person and two of them to another right. it kind of switches you around over time so there's one guy who's a bit of a chauvinist asshole at one point i was controlling him and then later the other online player was controlling him oh. and i'm like what what if me and the other person playing online have wildly different opinions about what this character should do. Because mm. that could lead to some weird, like, the character yeah. doing things that you wouldn't want them to do, and, mm. like, some sort of wrestling over control of the characters. Mm. I don't know if that will be a thing narratively justified, but that was a thing I'm sort of cautious of. Okay. But, yeah. You got any questions about about that one? Um, I'm just waiting to see it. Yeah. It's actually scary. Uh, most of what I saw during this like ninety-minute demo we played was basically the setup. It was basically like the, the equivalent of the first three hours of Until Dawn, where it was. So no Wendigos. Uh, no, we we didn't make it to whatever the Wendigos are. Like, I, I can tell you the basic beats of what we hit. Like, everyone goes on the ship. They mess around in a a wreck underwater that they shouldn't really mess with. Some pirates show up, and oh, it's a bad time. Mm. Uh, and then they bump into the ghost ship. So it it was it did a good job of keeping up a tense atmosphere, and it definitely felt like it felt like the proper build up to okay, this is where shit goes down, and we set up all of the pieces so that all the scary stuff can happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited. Mm. That comes out in like I think six weeks. So not too long. It comes out end of August. Did you die at any point during your playthrough? Uh, I didn't, but I did talk to some people who did. And I know did they find that it changed? Because I've heard that people from the sort of... I think, was it was it an E3 demo or some previous yeah. demo? That things were changing if you died. So I last played this back at Gamescom last year. And it was a that really... It. it was a really short demo back mm -hmm. at Gamescom. Um... 
and you could die, and it definitely did branch things somewhat. Um, it seems like because this is such a shorter game, they've branched it much wider. Because okay. like because they don't have to. Mm, because there's less time for it to get out of control, they're like, okay, well, it can we only can, go so far. It can only spread so far yeah. out at, at four, four or five hours. So why not just let it branch? Um, like the fact that you can have, I know at least one member of the one playable character can get killed before you've even reached the ghost ship. Oh heck! Is like okay, okay, they ain't messing around. Mm, um, okay. Yeah. What about you? What have you been playing this week? I've not had a lot of chance to play things, partly because of all the things we do, and partly because I'm still working on that text adventure in Adrift. Yeah, that a lot of your playing time has become making a thing that eventually people will play time. Basically, at the moment, it's just work, work, and more work. I do, I, I make podcasts, I record podcasts, I go out for a day's drinking, and then I come home and get working on games and stuff. Welcome and I to, stream. Welcome to my life. This, this... I also have a day job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if I could get away with, this is a thing I do for eight hours a day, or, you know, ten hours a day, and then that's my evening. That's not quite how it's working out right now. No. Hopefully you'll get there. Maybe one day. Maybe one day I will become popular enough that I can support just making it, shit. <laughs> it takes time, but I believe in you. Maybe one day. We shall see. Um, yeah. Um... I'm plugging things into a drift. I have to say, like, the fact that I sat down and wrote it all out uh, in Notepad has been, like, really good because I found it much more easier to just sort of get into a flow of write all the things down. Descriptions for all the items, descriptions for all the places, things like that. Just write it into Notepad and then just copy and paste and plug it into a drift. Mm. Because otherwise I can sit there with a drift going... Hmm. But with my list, it was just like, okay, that was the last thing I made. Here are the things in the room. I need to make this, 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 and this. I will comment these things about that. <laughs> and then I had a load of time left over, so I started writing poems about stairs and <laughs> weird things. Basically, if you ever get to play this game, look at everything, because everything's got a little bit of something with it. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that that's that's... My progress on that. What about you? You didn't play anything else? Uh, I played some Mario Maker 2. It continues to be full of very, 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 very deliberately, impossibly, painfully tough Mario levels. I I did find a Reddit that was just, hey, I'm just looking for, like, additional Mario levels that aren't, like, super tough that are, you know, balanced like a Mario level Hmm. usually is. And there is an entire, like, Reddit thread that's just, like, here are codes for levels that are just... Nice new well-made Mario levels that aren't ludicrous and expe- uh, difficult. Mm. I've been quite enjoying the story mode, which is, hey, here's a bunch of interesting levels made by Nintendo with this tool set. Because that's like a hundred odd levels, isn't it? Indeed it is, and nice. I'm like, Nintendo know how to make a good level. I would like to play lots of wacky levels with Nintendo's level of polish, please. Nice. And are they all in the same style, or are they as, as varied as, as can be? They're all very varied. Like, every level is, here is a tool in our Maker tool set that we found an interesting way to use. Okay. Do a cool level that uses this gimmick we found. Okay. Because I was... Yeah, like... For something like that, it'd be interesting to see if you could go, like, I'm going to play all of these levels, except for the 3D ones, as 
like uh, in Mario World style. Yeah, because that's my favourite aesthetic of all of them. I, I don't believe in story mode. It gives you the option to change the art style. I think you have to go with whatever one it was made in. Do it, <laughs> you cowards! <laughs> Mario through the ages. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've not played much else. Um, continuing with uh, my replay of Katamari uh, Katamari Damashi reroll. Yeah. I don't know if I'd played that lot this time last week. Probably not, actually. I, I don't believe done... you had. I think I've only done two videos on it. So, um, yeah, check out my YouTube or my Twitch if you want to watch vods of that. Um, yeah, I love Katamari Damashi. I've talked about it before on here. I played Reroll on Switch. I'm now re replaying it on PC. What, less than six months apart, maybe? You real, you do a real like of that. I like that game, and it's one I can replay reasonably regularly without getting too meh, done it. Too bored too quickly. Ooh, yeah, I like it. It's colourful, it's bright, it's fun, arcadey goodness, and it's so silly and the music's amazing. Just any th any of the levels where you have to get one of a thing, can fuck off. <laughs> uh, what about you? You got any others? Yeah, the other thing I've, um, I, I've played, and it literally just came out today, is... Uh, Doctor Mario World on oh. on on phones. It's it's not really Doctor Mario in the typical sense. Have you ever played Doctor Mario? Yes. Yeah. It, it it's a match three game. You use your pills to kill the the uh, the germs, the viruses. Um. So you know how normally like a Doctor Mario or a Tetris, the the blocks are falling and you have limited time to like left right position them, rotate them, get them in place. Mm -hmm. In this, that's not the case. Okay. You just drag and drop them and put them where you want to put them. Aww. Which, at least in these early levels, kind of feels like it negates the whole purpose. Uh, it feels real easy. So, like, I've, I've got it open on my phone and Jane's having a look. There's a there's a uh, pill. Yeah, just pop it up there. Like, okay. you can just sort of put, put it into spaces that you it shouldn't be able to fit. I'm like, I'm going to put it up there. There we go. It's... Yeah, put that there. It's it's weird. I don't entirely understand what they were going for with it. Um, the 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 difficulty seems to be you have a limited number of capsules. Do you have enough capsules to finish the level? If oh. you put it in the wrong place, oh, you might not be able to finish it. Or with without three stars. Yeah, and the the conceit seems to be you only have so many plays. In a in a day, oh, if you play it too many times, wait. Or do you want to play more of it? Give us money, so because you ran out of energy to play it. Um, maybe I've I've given it like barely any time. Maybe it will be enjoyable, but um, it doesn't feel as Doctor Mario as I had hoped it would. Uh, and of all, of all those games, Doctor Mario was the one I probably liked least. Like Poyo Poyo and Mean Bean Machine, like. Uh, Doctor Mario is just—I didn't like it as much. <laughs> yeah, it's—it's it's a it very—it's right. a very specific kind of thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You got any others? No, I think that's everything I've played this week. Well then, <gasps> time for this. Are you missing the innocence of youth? My life's just taxes now. It's not good. Are you just generally sad that things aren't quite the way they used to be? I really miss the past. Try Nostalgerone. Living in the past has never been so easy. How does it work? Take just two a day 
and you'll regress to sometime around your late teens, back when things were much simpler. Mmm, nostalgia room. It's like a sepia tint to everything you've ever done. Oh god, I'm so hairy! So we've been thinking about having a bit of rebranding. We've been a bit, uh, a bit light of late on customers, people... You know, there are those who are concerned, socially awkward, so we've been offering silent massages, or or even a massage where someone will just put their hand through a curtain, and you won't have to see them at all, or interact with them at all, they'll just give you a nice massage. So, in that vein, we're, we're thinking about uh, what else we could do to make our clients feel more relaxed and comfortable with us. Well, the one that we've been really struggling to sell recently is those uh, sensory deprivation tanks. Uh, have you got any ideas on how we can rebrand those and get them back into the mainstream? Yes, well, I mean, we we, we call them flotation tanks. We call them sensory depri- deprivation tanks. We suggested uh, maybe some music in there, if that would help. Some just some light, uh, sort of, uh, like floating music or, or whale song, something like that to be more relaxing. But... Ultimately, people were concerned that the real reason they were salty is that it was just full of stranger piss and dead skin cells. Which it is. Yes, because we don't clean them out very often, and people are in there for a couple of hours at a time, usually tripping their faces off. Well, it's expensive to, you know, replace all that salt. Exactly. So we have to think about that, and we, we weren't really changing it as commonly as we could, but salt water's like an antiseptic, right? Exactly. So... Basically, what we we've, we've done is we're we're still keeping all all the salt and stranger piss and and and, and dead skin cells in there, but what we're doing is we're we're marketing it to to new parents, as just a way to get some bloody peace and quiet. And uh, how's that been going for us? We 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 booked up for the next three years. You're a bloody genius. Oh, thank you. So. <gasps> What have you put in your eyes? Uh, we put some stuff in our eyes together this we week. We did. We got together and just jammed things in our eyes. <laughs> do we want? Do we want to start one of those things we watched together? We watched Strangly Thong season three. Yeah, we did. Uh, we're gonna stay very light on try and go light on spoilers on this. Um, considering that when season one of that show happened, both of us were kind of like, "That was great. Don't need more of it." Well. So for me, I was sitting there during like the last ten minutes of season one going, well, that was very satisfying and I hope they never do another oh. one. Oh, God, I need to know what so happens next. Season one ended with the exact same cliffhanger that the original Beyond Good and Evil ha- ended with, where it's like, satisfying ending. Oh, oh, that is on that character, huh? Oh, that's why I wanted a... Direct sequel, and not some weird prequel thing, stupid Beyond Good and Evil. But anyway, uh, Stranger Things, real good third season. Mm. I was very impressed with it. Mm. I like that most of the plot threads were women being told by men, like, no, you're wrong, and them going, (laughs) I'm not, though. (laughs) So we're going to listen to me, the woman, and I will be right. And lo and behold, they were right. There was a lot of that this season, and I I was there for that energy. There was. Um, (laughs) Hopper's drinking is is a bad parent. Yeah, he's he's a bad parent. He's just a bad parent, but, like, he's bad at being around other human beings full stop. 
He's an angry drunkard. He, and that, that, yeah. that's a bit, that can be a bit much if, if that's a, an issue for you. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that this is a spoiler to say. I think that it's great that we finally had a depiction of a D&D group that struggles to get a, <laughs> to get a session to happen. Because <laughs> yeah. if you've ever been in a D&D group, getting a session to happen is quite something. Mm. Um, yeah, it was it was real fun. I liked oh. the, uh, the, the villain setup of the season. And I liked the stakes they ended the season on. I, I think they ended it in a satisfying way. Good stakes. Yeah. Uh, we watched another thing together. We did. We, 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 we watched... Uh, uh, yeah, should we, we did. Should we talk about I Am Mother? Okay. Content warning, it's got a Hilary Swank in it. Yeah, Hilary Swank. Mm, kind of mixed as a person. But um, yeah. I enjoyed the film. Yes, I enjoyed the film. I, I think it was uh, an interesting film. I've always liked that sort of budget sci-fi yeah. Like, especially when they make it look like really good sci-fi. Like, yeah. I loved the, the the original Cube film. Yeah. Like, it's... There's so little in the way of sets. Like, there's no huge, huge names in it. Yeah. I suppose Miami Watts. To, 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 to summarise, like, what this film is, it's a Netflix original film that... It's all set in a, in a base on Earth where... Humanity, humanity's last sort of chance for uh, for repopulation, is a bunch of embryos being looked after by an AI robot uh, called Mother, who is basically trying to learn how to correctly raise human children, and human child daughter realizes that there are people outside of the base and go, goes, hey. I thought there weren't meant to be people out there. What's up? Starts questioning everything she's learned. Yeah. Lots of questioning of who do I put my trust in here. Um, yeah, as you said, it's very low on actors and sets. There's not a lot of sets. There's, like, I think we... Including the archive footage um, of the Carson show, there's 12 actors in it. Yeah, there's, there's three primary speaking roles, I think. Yes. You've got... Mother, daughter, daughter and, woman. and woman are your three roles. Yes. Um, I really liked what they did with the robot for Mother uh, being a practical effect. Yes. The the, the worn costume. Mm-hmm. It was very, very realistically sold, the it's, thing is. It's a good costume. It's got good sound effects on it. Sometimes mm. that's all you need, a bit of a, a, a servo going. Yeah. It had a very satisfying funk as it ran. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the moments when it r- was running, I was like, that... Whoever's whoever's in that suit is doing a real good job of selling this as a real robot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't want to say too much about it. It's to difficult, not... but like, there's a lot. There's questions of morality and yeah, like what it is to be human and to be, you know, where do you get your morals from and how will you move forward with various things and. We we spent a good while after we finished watching the film talking about it, and not all of that was going Hillary Swank, eh? Mm. Yeah, actually, I think very little of it was the Hillary Swank <laughs> chat. I think largely we just had a lot of interesting, relatively philosophical questions about like, huh, the morality and choices and 
things that characters did in that film, huh? How do we feel about those? What do? It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, it kept coming up on YouTube before the influx of constant Harry Potter adverts. Yes, um, yes. And I was like, oh, that looks interesting. I'll, I would be interested to see some new sci-fi. Because I've not really watched like new yeah, movies in ages. It, I'm really glad we watched it. It, it was a, I thought it was a really interesting sci-fi premise. It's on UK Netflix, so yeah. you can watch it if you've already got a Netflix account. Uh, what else have we watched this week? I haven't really watched anything else, but you went and, got, and saw a big, big film. Oh, yeah, I've seen that Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, I believe mm. it's called. The new, the new Spider-Man. Uh, I did have to stop in the middle because a fire alarm went off during my screening, right. so... Uh, that was fun, but um, yeah, I think this was a really smart film to have after um, after Avengers Endgame because yeah. Endgame was so like dark and bleak and like the the end of a topic. Mm. Spy the new Spider Man film is much lighter in tone, mm -hmm. but without completely ignoring everything that happened in Endgame. It's 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 a it's a well paced comedy that has a big question to answer and the main character the main character is trying to put off answering their own big question of oh what do I do with my future I don't want to think about that let's go have fun and you know hijinks ensue as he tries to avoid his problems um I really liked what they did with Mysterio as a character in this um Jake Gyllenhaal plays an amazing Mysterio um if you know anything about the character of Mysterio, this film's probably not going to surprise you terribly much, but that's okay. I didn't care that I wasn't being surprised by where the film's plot with regards to Mysterio went, because the ride to get there was so fun. Um, I really like the the direction this sets up for the next phase of Marvel films, mm -hmm. and... There are some great cameos and moments that I did not see coming that are very big crowd pleasers that I'm very glad they managed to make happen. Mm. So, I really enjoyed that, and I would totally go see it again. And I think we should go see it, because <laughs> I want to see it again. And I haven't seen it yet. So. Indeed. I will happily come see it again. Mm. Uh, you watched anything else? Yep. Uh, so, I started watching a YouTube series this week that I thought was quite interesting. Um... It's it's on Wired's YouTube channel, and it's called Technique Critique. And it's basically a YouTube series where people who are in very specific professions will discuss and review scenes from films and TV that depict that profession. Oh, I think I've seen some of that. That's yeah. Sort of like the... Um... The spies, like, changing costumes yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you'll have, like... Uh, one of them is, like, a former director of the FBI talking about, like spy scenes in films. You might have someone who used to be a professional hacker talking about hacker scenes in films. Um, lots of those kind of things. And it... I find it very interesting mainly as a way to learn about, like, huh, I never thought about that. Or, like, it, it's very interesting to know, like, what things that you wouldn't expect are oddly accurate. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's a series I've quite enjoyed. Oh, we did watch one other thing together. Oh, yeah. We watched Always Amazing. Oh, is that the uh, the the amazing Jonathan documentary? Yes. Uh, who is the amazing Jonathan for anyone who's unaware? Uh, the amazing Jonathan is uh, was when he still did magic. Uh, a a 
comedy magician. Yeah, sort of a shock horror comedy magician. Yeah, he used to do lots of stuff with like a drill through the eye or cutting, you know, slicing into his arm with a, a fake knife. A lot of fake blood. blood packs going on yeah. during like lots of magic acts where like he would stab into the table and then lift the table up and be like, "Aha! I have stabbed your card into the table." Um. Yeah. There's there's one where he like um. He's slicing his arm open and there's blood going everywhere and then he holds up the tablecloth and he's like, is this your card? Yeah. It's like two of diamonds. It's, he's he's a fascinating person at misdirection and humour. Yes. Um, I did not expect that documentary to get as like dark as it did toward the end. He's I, not in a good state. So. No, I didn't know how bad of a state he was in. Um also, like, I'm glad that his friendship with that young fan worked out and, like, was a really good thing for both of them. But, like... <laughs> Going it... to a fan's house and finding they've got a, basically a shrine to you. Yeah. It's like, hey, here's a, here's a nine-year-old with a shrine to you. Invite him to go on tour with you in America. I'm glad it worked out. But, like, if it was ongoing, like, this would be a thing I'd look at and go, that shouldn't be happening. No. Um, but I'm I glad it worked. I didn't realise it was nine at the time. I wasn't quite paying attention to it. I was still uh... just banging away adrift. Yeah, he was, he, he, was, he was nine the first time he saw him and like 12 when they started like having each other's home phone numbers. Wow. Yeah, like it, that started pretty young. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it is possible for people to be friends of different ages. Yes. But at the same time, as an outsider, if I hadn't, like, if I'd known both of them, I'd have oh. been like, um... This seems a bit not... This is... I, I'm so... It, it's really nice seeing where they are now and going like, okay, no, that did totally work out. Yeah. And, like, it seems like they had a really good friendship. But... Yeah, and still do. Yeah, it, it's a fascinating watch. I would highly recommend it. Yeah, if you like a bit of, like, shot comedy and there's, like, um, like talking bits from David Copperfield and Penn Jillette. Yeah. Um, and um, I think there's a couple of... Oh, and, um, and uh, Jonathan's mother as well. Oh yes, there's there's lo- lots of bits in there, and ultimately you have to accept that there are times when Jonathan is also an edgy dick. Yeah, 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 but not. Yeah, I'm not going to excuse that. He's kind of an edgy dick sometimes, but also does some funnies. Um, and I remember watching the Amazing Jonathan when I was, oh, I was in fucking high school, like <laughs> mid nineties. So, um, and I had a friend called Jonathan who was a magician who absolutely loved that stuff yeah. and was the sweetest person I ever met. Heck. Um, so yeah, it was it was weird that I was watching. A, I think it was a Chris Ramsey magic reaction yes, video. Yes. Yes. And he's like, "Hey, this is the Amazing Jonathan. I'm going to do a reaction video to it." But also, there's this. Do- documentary and it's like what an hour and a half I think it was something like that like a 90 minute jo- documentary on the it's available in its entirety on YouTube and it's called always amazing heck I think that's everything we've watched I think so <gasps> so right. then time for this yeah Laura, we've got a new sponsor who's our new sponsor this week's sponsor is is, well, do you ever just, you know, just want to take a few moments to stop and just, just catch breath? Just catch up? Just like... <sighs> yeah. Yeah? You want that? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you're experiencing now. Thanks to our new sponsor. Just, you know, chilling, having a pause, relaxing. Are you enjoying it? 
Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying this our just, new sponsor. This is, this is just a free sample. Oh, heck. So, head on over to a few minutes to breathe.lol.net. And enter the code QNPS, probably 75. I've lost track at this point. And, uh, yeah, you can do hours. You've got to go get, some, get, get a discount if you've enjoyed <sighs> this free sample. Not very much. Why don't you try a complimentary, just a, just a deep breath? <sighs> How was that? Mm-hmm. Mm, see, more to come. Just head over there. Best sponsor we've had in ages. Isn't it? Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. Hi, hi. How's, uh, how's the house business been doing in the business minds? Um, we've uh, had a bit of a problem. One of our uh, guys went a bit rogue. What do you mean? So, um, you know how we've been engaging in, like, a number of borderline illegal business practices. Oh, that that whole thing where we, uh, you know, we, we let people buy game codes with stolen credit cards and then sell them on our service and we make a profit regardless yeah. of whether, you know. Yeah. That yeah. that whole thing with the stolen cards, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we don't know they're stolen, remember? Oh, sorry, yes, yes. We, 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 we can't control it. It's not our problem, etc. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, one of my uh, former underlings, I say former because obviously I've had to chastise him to death. He uh, had this whole idea that we were going to approach a bunch of uh, news outlets and uh, suggest maybe that they run a story, uh, an advertorial, if you will, um, that uh, didn't mention us at all or anything. But just, you know, just, just gave a, a very nice impression of us. You know, you know something saying that the crime that we did that's definitely a crime, you know, is yeah. impossible. No one could possibly do that crime. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, basically yeah. what we were going for. But uh, it seems that rather than taking the money that was proposed to go with that, you know, that I had to budget for, um, it seems that what these... Uh, feckless journalists have done is is to just turn around and, and reveal that email where we sent out asking if they would run that story for us. So, I got one question for you. Yeah. When you say that, like, an intern did this... I didn't say an intern did it. I said one of my former underlings who has now been chastised to death. Do you mean you? Did you send that email hoping that they just wouldn't, you know... Are you wearing a wire? I don't know what you mean. Speak clearly into my business suit. This meeting's over. <laughs> so. <gasps> what have you put in your ears? Uh, I've only really listened to one thing this week. One thing? Yeah, have you listened to more than one thing? I've listened to one thing, but it's a lot of things, if that counts. Okay, okay. Shall I, shall I get my thing out of the way and you can talk about yours? Do it. Uh... I've been listening to uh, the second episode of the Dice Funk spin-off series, Shardpoint. You've listened to that as well, haven't you? I listened to that again today, actually. Yeah. So, for anyone who is unaware, Dice Funk, it's a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I am on it. Um, Shardpoint is a series of like little one-shot adventures that are set in a, a magic school. And, and and you're not on this part of the Dice Funk universe. Yeah, it's a part of the Dice Funk universe that exists and is canon, and, you know, I'm not on. Rude. And 
I I always forget that like I forget to look at the Dice Funk feed because I'm like ah oh, I'm on it every week and occasionally I'm like oh yeah there are episodes on there I'm not on I should listen mm, to those. Um, so how did you find uh, the second episode of Shard Point? It was a, a good follow up that I'm I still love Austin's character as the uh, Tabaxi who's obsessed with the weasel. Yes, just just uh, wants wants the friend weasel. Doesn't care that it's spying on them and it's uh, familiar for the headmaster. No, nope, it's cool. I just want a weasel. Well, I like I love the the story behind that. That basically, like, um, Skitch was like, "Yep, this is the thing." Blah 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 blah. And Austin had a character all set up, a sort of slightly aloof cat person. So so sort of stoic and sensible. A stoic, sensible, slightly aloof cat person. And as soon as the weasel was introduced, he basically turned back into Anne from season one of Dice Funk. Yeah, it it was fun. Um. For anyone who already listens to Dice Funk, I think the Shard Point stuff is a bit more... A little less chaotic and crazy. Yeah. Skitch, uh, who you might know it's more from... more like d Yeah, Skitch was on season three of Dice Funk, and he's the DM of, of Shard Point, and he definitely is more of a slightly more by-the-book D&D DM, which he's, he's, a, he's a wonderful DM, but he's definitely a little more... Uh, ha- ha- He's a little less horny than Austin. I would say he's considerably less horny he's than Austin. He's considerably less horny than Austin in terms of DM style. It helps that he doesn't have a, a, a Lauren. Yeah. He's 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 not the kind of DM <laughs> where you're going to be like, I'm going to play a Yu-Gi-Oh wizard. I don't know. I think he'd let you play a Yu-Gi-Oh wizard if I, you were doing a futuristic style thing. Maybe. I don't know if he'd let me get away with um, angry gamer gremlin Goku. <laughs> In that scenario, <laughs> perhaps he would. But the, the thing is, at the moment, it's it's very much sort of medieval fantasy, yeah, uh, or high fantasy D and D. Probably style. what most people think of when they think D and D. It's not Spelljammer or Pathfinder. Or... Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, what have you been listening to? What this have week? I been listening? Well, apart from that, I listened to basically one mix. Oh, it was a good mix. That mix I've been listening to this week oh, as well. You've been listening to it as well. I have it's, started listening to it. Uh, it's the Sunday Massive uh, mix on uh, Mixcloud by Monkey Pilot. It's very good. Monkey Pilot do good mixes. Monkey Pilot do do good mu- mixes. I, Monkey Pilot like their music. Yeah, I very much enjoy when Monkey Pilot makes music happen back to back. So I'm not going to pick apart every single track. I'm just going to say it starts off drum and bass and then sort of slowly sort of falls into a bit more trance towards the end. Um, so you've got uh, opens with uh, Worldwide by Metric featuring the Ragga Twins. Uh, Rainbow, which is a, a one we're a big fan of, uh, by Mod- Mode Step featuring um, the Party Squad. Is that a rainbow I see above London Town? Which is a bit more dubstepy. Yeah. Rainbow. Uh, then you've got... Um, Informer by uh, Vanivi versus Snow, which I think I've mentioned on this yeah. show before. Informer, you know, say Daddy Me Snow Me, I Go Blame, a Licky Bum Bum Down. Text your man, so say me Daddy Me Snow Me, stab someone down the lane. A Licky, a licky Bum Bum, bum down. down. It's a song about a man who is uh, who is alleged to have stabbed someone and has yes. to go down to the police station. Yes. And, and then the eventually gets... break down his door and climb through yeah. his window and take him down the, sta- take him down the station 
Um, um, he gets in the car, and from that point on, he's re- he reaches destination. He eventually is allowed to go home. Yes. Well, after 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 they pulled down his pants and stuck a, stuck a hand up his bottom, and um, he's had to call his 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 lover. Um, whose name escapes me. Yeah. It's it's a song that, that mainly comes up in our lives because anytime either one of us says anything that has a cadence even slightly similar to the word informer. Such as happened earlier in this Basically episode. a three syllable word that ends in a sort of er uh sound, we will break into informer, you know say daddy me snow me, I go blame a licky bum bum down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's ridiculous, but it, I can't help it. It's not. And this version is really upbeat. I once skipped down a hill to it. Yeah, it's very jolly. Um, feel like jumping. Speaking of jolly, uh, Crafty Cuts, the Crossbow Remix. It's yeah, it's very bouncy, very yeah. very bouncy. It's a and very bouncy drink. I feel like feel like jumping. In fact, feel like yeah. dancing up and down to the sound <laughs> of the music. Um. Jungle Nutter by Noah. It's uh, for anyone who knows original Nutter by Shy FX, I think. Mm. It is a slightly more Spanish themed version of that. And now I hope it's Spanish and not Portuguese. Because <laughs> that would be a bit of a faux pas. Um, Take a Chance by Drum Sound and Bassline Smith. Always, always like a bit of Drum Sound and Bassline. Uh, Feel Good by Maduk, which is. Um, yeah, still, still good upbeat drum and bass. It's a little bit more twinkly than some of the other tracks. Hmm. I don't know how else to describe it. It's got um, yeah, a sort of quite twinkly synth on it. Uh, and you got oh god, I'm gonna butcher this. Kudaushi by Afrikoi. Yeah. Um, which I think we're heading more into the trance stuff. Nama original mix by uh. DT8 pro- uh, project featuring Mori Canty. It's got a little bit of yucky yucky in it. Hmm. Which I believe we've also mentioned on this show before. Uh, True Lies by Suntree. Uh, Seed, of Con- Seed of Consciousness by Geometrica. Uh, Dervish of the Mushroom Folk by Zaytan Spore. Which is um, very upbeat trance in a slightly Irish folk style. Which leads nicely into the next track, which is River Trance by 1200 Micrograms. Oh, which yeah. Which is basically a trance version of River Dance. It's, yeah. it's fairly self-explanatory, that yeah. one. I'm a big fan of that track. Uh, yeah, I'm, and a big fan of that mix as a whole. It's 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 a good... Uh, what is it? Like, uh, hour and... About an hour and ten minutes. Heck. Oh. You got any others? No, that's everything I've listened to. Well, then. <gasps> Time for this. You, uh, you want, you want, want some yeah, of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know? Yeah. Yeah. That the government put mind control drugs into, like, cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's like. A basic necessity of life that everyone has to consume. Exactly. Multiple even, times a day. Even vegans have their own version of cheese, yeah. you know. There's no getting away from it, right? Because if there's vegan cheese, that means, like, people with lactose intolerance have got no excuse whatsoever. 
Yeah. There's always a kind of cheese you can have. But like, what about people who don't like cheese? But there is a cheese they can have, and therefore the government is banking that like everyone will have had some cheese, and then they'll be under the sway. So what you're saying is that people that can have cheese, but they just really dislike it. There are only hope for saving from the government. No, because what they do, yeah, yeah, they have these planes, yeah, yeah, and the planes they fly overhead, right? And you might think that's a crop duster, you know, you might get some idiot saying it's like chemtrails or something, but it's not, yeah. It's the dust off of those cheesy snacks like oh. Cheetos and things. Oh, and the people who don't like cheese, they breathe it in. Exactly. They get like a good lungful of cheese. It's so small they don't even know. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Have you ever, you know, just been, you know, around and then you like do a little blowy nose and there's something slightly orangey in there and that's... It's like little cheese particles getting into your brain. And actually, breathing it in is way worse for you. It gets to your brain fast. It gets to your brain fast because it's smaller bits. And like, every house has someone that likes cheese. So like, every time you open the fridge... And you smell that cheese, that's, that's smell particles going up, you know, from the cheese. Exactly. I don't know if you know this, but cheese is highly unstable. It's basically trying to be a gas all the time. So, like, even if you think you've got a block of cheese, right, the edges of it are vibrating at an incredibly high frequency and just breaking off particles of the cheese so that they'll get in there and control your brain. How else would it be so stinky? Well, exactly. That's all the smell particles just escaping. Because cheese is is where you get cheese heads from, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And let's not forget, like, the people that have so much cheese, their feet turn cheesy. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just more ways for them to spread their government mind control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Introducing the newest album from Collectathon Records. Songs you don't know as well as you think you know them. Unforgettable tracks like Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, coming for to carry me home. Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, coming for to carry me home. Swing low, A collection of all the songs that you think you know all the words to until they start playing, and it turns out you only really know the chorus, or even part of the chorus. Ja through the hall, and you're to blame. You love a bad name, 
American pie. Sure, to the levy, but the levy was dry. Whiskey and rye. Singing, this'll be the day that I die. This'll be the day that I die. Is it alright if I go into the Weird Al bit after this? I know that bit. No. And who can forget? Maybe gonna be the one that saves me. And after all, you know I wonder I say, maybe, maybe you're gonna be the one that saves me. And after all, you know I Maybe <laughs> And who can forget Order now and get bonus tracks including this classic and through it all, she offers me protection, love and affection, whether I'm right or wrong. And tell the waterfalls to break me, and the break break me. Yeah, she's my wonderful, wonderful. Order now. So. <gasps> Not so. <gasps> question time. Stop a question. What's the question? I want questions. Oh, I see how it is. I, I don't know. You offered questions. Mm. <laughs> uh, Becky Two Hill. Hi, Becky. Uh, we'd like to know what's your favourite collective noun. Oh. I have two, and Becky's actually listed one of them. Okay, you give me yours first, just so I can make sure I'm on the right track of what, what the question is asking for. Uh, my favourite one is a quiver of subbies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other one is an unkindness of ravens. Oh, I This isn't an, an actual one, but this is one I made up and I like very much. Um, I've won a competition uh, on the podcast Good, Good Job Brain. They oh. wanted people to do a collective noun for a group of unicorns. And I came up with a glitter storm of unicorns. Mm -hmm. I very much enjoy that one. That one has stuck with me. You should. That's a very good one. Uh, next question. Uh, shark infested ghost cowboy. That is a good Twitter handle. That is uh, We'd like to know what's your favourite thing to read on the loo? Oh. Uh, if, if you're going to be reading something on the loo, I reckon it's going to be something that could last as long or as short as you need it to. So just tweets. Just the internet, generally. Just, just tweets. I tend to play like Sudoku. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not much of a bathroom reader. I'm more of a bathroom, like, Pokemon Go player. I mean, when aren't you playing Pokemon? I'm uh, literally playing literally Pokemon Literally as right we speak now. right now. I'm trying to get enough candy to, to... Someone wants to trade me a shiny and I need a bunch of Stardust for it. Test it, test it candy. <laughs> uh, Bethany Turner uh, would like to know... Um, following up from last week's question, what fictional characters do you headcanon as neurodivergent that haven't been confirmed to be officially? Ooh, interesting question. Um, so, not that I like this show... 
Um, the creators of the Big Bang Theory insist yeah. that Sheldon is not neurodivergent, but he's clearly... Fu- like, the person who plays him plays him as a neurodivergent character, even if the fucking creators don't acknowledge it. So, you know, that's that's a thing. Um, oh, purple-haired girl from... Oh, um, um, Entrapta. Entrapta from She-Ra. Mm. Totally, totally headcanon her as uh, on the on the spectrum. I don't like to diagnose anyone, no. but at the same time, like I, yeah, I, I don't know if I would put her on the autism spectrum because that's not really my place to do. But like, uh, certainly something there about I, the way she interacts with the world that I can relate to. I, I again, I wouldn't ever diagnose from an armchair, but like for a fictional character. I find some solace and happiness in viewing a lot of her actions through the lens of, of autism spectrum stuff. Yeah. And I feel, you know, the, the, you know, more a part of something by doing that. So, you got any others? Uh, no. It's not really a thing I think about. No. That's, that's the main one for me. That's the one where I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's the one that comes to mind. Uh, Samuel West would like to know, how are you today? I'm real good. I had a real productive day. I wrote three features. It was a good day. How are you? I'm tired. Ready for a week of being tired before going to Coxcon. Yeah. Where I will probably end up quite tired. I have three midnight recording sessions in a row before we go away. Uh, and then uh, I have two days of panels and selling books. It's going to be a lot. Uh, I'm not ready. I believe in you. We'll have a nice rest on the train to Coxcombe. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Jürgen Weinrich-Furde uh, would like to know, uh, did some of the sponsor website you, you had in earlier episodes really exist since all of your newer sponsors have .lol.net websites now? Uh, none of them existed as far as we know at the time that we made those jokes. They were parodies of it, yeah. like, like common ones you find on podcasts. Yeah. In my case, mostly any any of the ones I came up with mostly came from listening to like uh, Comedy Button and um, Maximum Fun podcasts, yeah. like uh, My Brother, My Brother. And I I I did some googling of lists of uh, most common podcast sponsors. Oh, okay, and was like, okay, what podcast sponsors are there that are on podcasts that I don't listen to, for example? Yeah, and some of them, like some of the ones I came up with, were just like. What is a random product? Yeah, well, that's it. It's they they either fall into the camp of thing that gets aggressively advertised on other podcasts or mm. funny product that we made up. Yeah, like I remember Bolden and Eldritch Branch was yes because was, uh, there was a lot of those adverts. Um, what was our Casper mattresses parody? Oh, <laughs> the parody mattress that's covered in slime and haunted and yeah, yeah, <laughs> tentacles. <it's>... Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, the thing is, I think, like, with a lot of stuff on this show, I've said something once and then it's just kind of stuck. Yeah. Um, so that was, is why the doll, dot lol, not The dot lol just kind of got in your head and it's there. Dot lol, there. Um, and also I think we played word with, words with friends at some point. And I was like, oh yes, dot lol is a thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, dot lol, dot net. And it's also... For me, the .lol.net thing is also like a um, like a five 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 yeah. area code in films and TV shows because it doesn't exist. Except .lol does exist. But .lol.net. Okay, yeah. As yeah. far as I'm aware, .lol.net doesn't. I, I don't know that you can double barrel them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose you can like 
.co.uk and .org.uk. Hey, did you know .butts as a domain exists? How do you not have lowercase.butts? Oh, I, I do. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't I haven't set it up, but someone got that domain and then was like, you need do you, this. Do you, want, do you want that domain? And I, I have the thing to, I just need to get it sorted. I feel like I need touched up butts. Solbrin Batoktoy uh, has said, uh, between you, would you prefer having feet for hands or hand for feet? Either way, one of you has to have four of one and the other one has to have four of the other. Oh. So I think I know what, which is the better one. I don't know who gets it. I will take feet because I can pick up things with my feet. Oh. And I will take that bullet so that you can have Thank hands. Thank you. Thank you for taking that bullet because I can barely hold things with my hands, let alone my feet. Um, yeah, no, holding things with, having all hands is clearly the objectively better option because twice the things that can hold things, that's great. You, mm-hmm. you basically have ambidextrous feet. But if you can hold things with your feet, put the feet that you can hold things with as your hands, I guess. I mean, I would just have, you know, I can, I would yeah. just be able to pick things up differently with my hand feet and my feet feet. And I guess at that point I'm a quadruped. I'm impressed at your confidence. In your ability to do that. Yeah, I reckon I can still get on with life and cook dinner and, and all that good shiz. Well, if you struggle with anything, as the person with all four hands, I will I will be there to help. I do want to preach. I do a big old preach. Uh, Tricky wants to know. Uh, you write beautifully. I'm curious if how your dyslexia affects it. If you don't mind talking about it. Um, what's my writing process like? I thrash things out, and when the red squiggle appears underneath, I hope for the best. Yeah. And then I read things. And then I post things anyway. Um, I read things very, very slowly. And I type very, very slowly. Yeah. Um, and then I go back over things. I think, like, on average, over a document, I average, like, nine words a minute. Which is not good. It also doesn't help that I get really distracted really fucking easily. Yeah. Um, but ten, I tend to do things, and then I put the thing up, and then um, I just hope for the best. Mm. And then Becky messages me and like, you fuck these up. This, this is exactly the same for me. I mash the keyboard until I think I've got the general thought out. I rely on spell checker, thank God we live in a world of spell checkers, etc., mm-hmm. to fix the worst of it for me. I put it up, and usually Becky or you will go, <laughs> hey, this is wrong, or you should probably fix this, and I'll mm. fix that afterwards. Also, all the stuff I'm doing for sci-fi has an editor, so thank the heavens for editors. Do you ever use Grammarly? Uh, I used it for a while. Um, I remember you saying that was the thing, I just... Yeah, I used it for a while and I stopped using it. Um, okay. So, I found that more often than not, I was fighting with Grammarly because, like, there are some things it was genuinely useful for. Right. But more often, not more often than not, probably about a third of the time, its grammar suggestions just weren't right. Right. Are uh, you talking was, about video games or? I I don't know whether it's because I write in a a more specialized field. Um. But it kept suggesting I make grammar structure changes where I looked at it and went, that does not make sense and I do not understand that and mm. what the fuck are you trying to get me to do? And I just gave up on it and I went with Google Google Docs uh, and its built-in spelling and grammar checker. And that has generally sought me through all right. That's good. Yeah, no, I, I same as you. Mash, mash the keyboard with minimal accuracy and fix it later. Yeah, um, yeah, it's... Mash it out, 
read it back, spell check it, read um, it through again, um, and then put it up and let somebody else correct the, me. The joy of working from home is I can read an article out loud to myself, which makes it easier for me to stop spot those mistakes. Yeah, that that's another thing. Like As much as I hate reading out loud, if I can read out loud, I generally find that I will pick up those things much I, better. When I did my book and I was trying to do my like final pass before I sent it to the editor, I read the whole book out loud to myself. And you didn't think to put a microphone on. You I, could have I, saved yourself I, some time. Well, here's the thing. I wasn't <laughs> doing a proper, here is my reading voice. I'm doing a reading. Oh, I messed up a line. Let's stop and retake it. I was literally just going like... Oh, I see. That sort of a, that sort of a mumble read. Okay. Also, like, it was going to go through a dozen changes, like, through my editor and after the reviews happened, etc. I didn't want to record an audiobook before the text was final. I was being silly. Okay. Uh, Laura, what song would you sing this week to Thinky? Before he goes to bed. Can you give hmm. something? Hmm. Thinky is baby tricky. Yeah. I've got to think of a song that is actually in my vocal range and isn't difficult. Uh, I'd probably go with Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. It's one of the few songs that I feel like is somewhat close to my vocal range, and it's quite a calming, soothing song. Can we get a sample? Oh, God. You're asking me to sing on a recording, God. Uh, that, um, that was part of the question. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> you can answer no. No, I can't give you a sample. <laughs> No, it's not the lyrics are the problem. I'm just like, I, I'm going to build myself up and I will try a thing and I will listen to it in post and I'll see if I'm happy with it. You've got a fast car. I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we can make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Started from zero, got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make something. Me, myself, I got nothing to prove. There you go. That's that's what you're getting. It's not it's not great. I'm not a very confident singer when there's not music happening I can hide behind. But you got me to sing. That's a rare thing. I don't do that often. I'm trying to think. The own the the song I once sang to somebody else's toddler and then they immediately went, "Please never sing to my sleeping child again." Um cuz I'd been playing a lot of Project Zero at the time. Project yeah. Zero 3. And the only like uh, the only lullaby I could think of was sleep priestess lie in peace, sleep priestess lie in peace. If you cry, the boat you'll ride. The last trip to the other side. <laughs> it's really dark. Um, okay, I could probably do nursery rhymes. Perform just... the rite of stakes. Her limbs pinned tight, lest the doors open wide and the suffering unleashed on <laughs> Let's all. Let's not sing this to the child. But, but it's so relaxing. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what, what... you are. No, we're singing nice songs to the baby. Two. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Up above the world so high, like a diamond in the sky. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, 
How I wonder what you are. Sleep well thinking. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I think now we've put everyone to sleep. <laughs> next. Uh, Lucy, we'd like to know, uh, what foods should the next Pokemon revealed to be made out of and why? Yeah, so for context for you, have you seen the Pokemon made Creamy. of... Made of cake. The, oh, is it cake? I thought it was it's, cream. It's, so it's, it's, it's made of cake, but it, ex, it expels whipped cream and... Bakers in the new region will will collect up that whipped cream and just put it on cakes, which like I guess is that weird considering like we take like cow's milk and stuff. But exactly, like, there's something it's just a self whipping cow. There's something that feels a bit weird about self-flagellating this flagellating cow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I would go for um, chocolate rabbit. Chocolate rabbit. Chocolate rabbit. What what does it become? Just a bigger chocolate rabbit when it evolves. Bigger chocolate rabbit. <laughs> it becomes a, a chocolate hare, perhaps. I would go with. It starts in its like smallest form as a little shot of espresso, and then it grows into the regular sized cup of coffee, and then its final evolution is one of those really big cups of coffee that's like a bowl that has two, a handle on either side. Oh heck. That's it's a big cup of coffee. Yeah, it's a real fucking big cup of coffee. Mm. Um, maybe like a cheesecake? It starts as a biscuit. <laughs> like a chocolate biscuit. And then it evolves into like a cheesecake. And then by the end it's like some horrifying Akira monster. But it's basically <laughs> just chocolate cheesecake and with a hobnob based. Um, but is absolutely delicious and is, you know... Going to have to be eaten by a hero like me, who can oh, eat, no. eat, eat a mile's worth of sentient cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, what would you do if you were challenged by a child to a Pokemon battle, and they summoned a legendary like Mewtwo, or one of those bug-looking ones? I would go, yeah, they're not so rare. Most people with a Pokemon game have got one. I bet you've not IV trained your Pokemon. Oh, suck it, kid. Yeah, I imagine you'd like pop out exactly the same thing, but shining an IV train. (laughs) (laughs) Suck it. (laughs) I have armoured Mewtwo. Small child. Shiny armoured Mewtwo. Small child, you are no longer the master of your chosen Pokemon. I have taken away your your claim to fame. Pretty much. Uh, Hydra wants to know what would be your number one game of all time? My number one game of all time? Of all time! Uh, Beyond Good and Evil, the original one, probably. Day of the Tentacle. It's epic. We've both talked about these games at length in the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Nerg wants to know is Pluto a planet? Yeah! It's a planet. You know why I think it's a planet? I know it's... Okay, I know it's not a planet, but do you know why I will always think of it as a planet? Because it was when you were little? Well, A, that, and B, the mnemonic that I use for knowing what the planets are has Pluto in it. Okay. So I... Does it start from Pluto? No, it ends with Pluto, okay. but, like, I, it wouldn't make sense if you cut the last word off, and I'll tell you it in a second, but I don't want to have to learn a new mnemonic to, for the planets, so I'm going to... You con- just stop when you get to the P, right? Yeah, but, like... My very... Uh, what is the mnemonic? My very easy method just speeds up naming planets. But if you take off the P, it's my very speedy method just... My very easy method just speeds up naming. There you go. And it's like, it speeds up naming what? Planets. Pluto. Pluto is the planets in the out... Uh, in the thing. I know it's not a planet, but... 
There are other objects in the solar hey, system that are bigger than Pluto. Pluto. It's not yeah, the size that counts. I I know this, but it's also how much of an icy ball you are. You're a planet in my heart. Oh, thanks, Laura. <laughs> Uh... <laughs> wow. Oh my god, Pluto is our angsty friend. Um, what, if any, heroines or other female role models did you identify with as children? Tank girl? Oh, um, Sailor Moon. Um, oh, um, I vaguely remember uh, a a bunch of storybooks I read about a girl called Ursula who could turn into a bear. Ooh. I I was honestly it was all just the 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 anime transforming anime magical girls. It was your Sailor Moons, your card captor Sakuras, etc. I don't remember having like a lot of like strong female characters in anything I watched because like most of the things that I wanted to watch, like Jiro and stuff, I wasn't allowed to watch anyway, because then the girl... I wasn't supposed to, but I had a younger sibling in the house, so, you know... I didn't have that luxury. Yeah, I could just, you know, watch whatever happened to be on. Yeah, I didn't really have any of that, unfortunately. No. And TV was fucking awful in the 80s. Yup! I recently went back and watched a bunch of like, hey, these were Saturday morning cartoon, uh, Saturday morning shows, and and like, uh, like kids TV hour shows, because it used to be an hour, <laughs> or yeah. a couple of hours, um, and like, f- considering these were aimed at kids, a lot of these fucking racist. Doesn't surprise me. I didn't like the French back in the eighties. No. You got any other questions? Uh, the Nick Flair would like to know: Do you think you are suited fashion-wise to a current era, or do you think you do better in another time, past, or even future? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think I think I uh, I think I suit eighties fashion pretty well. I I think you could you could cobble together enough of a wardrobe to get on in the uh, the hippie era. I think I'm already there. Yeah. <laughs> Although there was a, a a surprising amount of of brown and and mustard colours. Yeah. I'm. I I don't know if there's a particular era that works for me. My fashion has become very hodgepodge. You're a future girl, <laughs> living a future world. There are no other questions. <sighs> Well, that's all the questions, so thank you very much for everyone who sent us the question. Very much appreciated. So. Me? What? Who? What happening? It's time for this. <gasps> Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Ah. Yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, Barry. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. You uh, been up to much? Yeah, you know, I went down to Pride, had a had a lovely time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same. It was uh, it was it was a lovely day out. You know, I'm glad that there was, uh, as far as I could see, at least less uh, less uh, hurtful, uh, hateful comments uh, going around there this year. Yeah, so that was more, that was more, nice. More solidarity was nice. Much that, more. Yeah. How, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm. I'm not too bad. You know, just uh, just. Just been enjoying a bit of relax after you know what was quite a heavy weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So has that been a you know time by yourself? 
no, no, you know, the uh, the missus been uh, been been home as well, but uh, just sort of what we've really been enjoying recently is just uh, just some time uh, sort of alone together, both oh, getting yeah. on with our own things sort yeah, of quietly yeah. in the same space, but you know, not really so much interacting apart from you know occasionally like I'll look up from his book or something or or she'll look up from 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 what she's doing and uh, you know and have a little smile or maybe a little kiss or something and then uh, you know that's 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 sort of it for most of the day obviously yeah. we'll, you know we'll talk about dinner and things but it's just nice to just be exactly together. yeah just like you know like, you might be on separate sofas but occasionally you know just a hang over give them a bit of pat you know a stroke on the head or something yeah, yeah. A, bit of, a bit of contact but yeah. it's just sort of quietly go back to what you're doing but uh, yeah i think it's a very important thing in a relationship to be able to uh you know be able to be comfortable with silence. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's a thing, you know. When 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 a lot of relationships start, you know, they're very very exciting, very new. It's very sort of yeah. you, you feel like in order to for, for it to be a sign that the relationship's going well, you've got to constantly be doing things and engaged. Yeah, but yeah. I think any healthy relationship that's going to last a long time, you need to be able to go. Some days it's just going to be quiet. Yeah, you need to be able to settle into that, and you yeah. know, especially if 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 one of you's got something to do. Yeah, you know, you need to be able to know that you can be together without without getting in the way of you know someone else doing something. Otherwise, you run the risk that you might not be able to see each other for that period. Yeah. And isn't it nice that you just be together and are not really bothering each other? Yeah. You know, apart from do you want a cup of tea, love. Exactly, and on on top of that, even it's like yeah. Be, being able to not feel like you have to fill those silences, being yeah. able to have those moments where like, it's quiet and that's okay. I feel comfortable. Yeah, I'm not filling the silence just to, you know, feel like something's happening. It's okay to go. This is just in quiet time. Yeah, and, not, and it's still valuable. Yeah, like not you know dreading the silence. Oh god, what have I done wrong? What's, yeah, what's yeah. going on here? It's just you know that's that's it. You know, we just be fine. Yeah. All settled, always. It that's the thing. Not no one could be on twenty four seven, three sixty five. You know, no, always, no. always having new things to say. Yeah, exactly. So, sometimes you spend a lot of time together. There is, you know, yeah, might not have anything to say. With well, each other. exactly. You might, you know, have your conversation about how your day's been, and then go. There's not really much new to talk about at the second. Yeah, and you don't necessarily have to fill that with you know noise and television and whatever else. You can just yeah, yeah, you know, you can just just just, just put it together. Yeah, yeah. Do you fancy? Yeah, do you fancy that hug? Always, mate. Always. Yeah. 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 Ah. Ah. It's useful in friendships as well. Oh yeah, I like yeah. that I can be quiet around you sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice that you know we can just just be. Yeah, doesn't have to be romantic, as you say. You know, exactly. a platonic relationship can be just as just as nice to just just be. Yeah, that's a good, that's good hug, mate. Oh, mate, uh, shall I uh, pop the kettle on? Yeah, have that cup of tea. Nice, Laura. Me, you. What about me? That can be found on the internet, darling. Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch and YouTube. You can find me on uh, Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Laura K. Buzz. That's what pays the bills. LauraKBuzz.com. That is where all of the things that I do go. You should check out episode four of Laura K. Buzz will be on My Brother, My Brother and Me, in which... I interview um, my brother, my brother and me host Justin McElroy's wife, Sydney McElroy, 
And she yeah. gives me permission to move into their spare room and to just barge into episodes of the podcast. Yeah, and you bought your ticket to go. Yeah, and I'll, live there. you know, I'll, I, I'm going to go live with them for a bit. See how that goes. Um, actually, by the, by the time that you hear this, you will probably have heard episode five of Laura K. Buzz will be on my brother, my brother and me. Uh, in which, in which I am announced... just hiding in their basement. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna be on the next episode of My Brother, My Brother and Me. That's an exciting thing. Listen, to, listen to that. That's on July fifteenth. I believe that goes up. Do it, do it. I'm very nervous about that and very excited. I got books. Uncomfortable labels. That comes out on July eighteenth. In okay. London on July seventeenth, there will be a book launch event. You can find details about that on Twitter. If you are listening to this and it's Sunday and you're at Coxcon. Go to the dealer's room. There might be copies of my book there early. <gasps> there will also be copies of my book at Trans Pride Brighton. So many places to get get to find my book where it can be signed and such. I've got another book. Uncom- uh, not Uncomfortable Labels. I just told you about that one. Things I Learned from Mario's Butt. Mm-hmm. It's a coffee table book about video game character butt designs that has a bunch of illustrations. Butts. That comes out at the end of the summer. Uh, what else have I got? Got a bunch of features on sci-fi fangirls at the moment. Uh, you should check. You can find links to all of those on laurakbuzz.com. Mm-hmm. I did one that went up recently about uh, the strong female characters that drove the plot of season three of uh, Stranger Things. What about you, Jane? Where are you on the internet? Where am I on the internet? I'm I'm on patreoncom radio and I'm gonna do a thank to all my patrons. Your patrons. Um, so thank you to. Um, Thank you, 15% battery. Nice. Uh, Liam the Ghost Cat will use ectoplasmic power to make the slime season. Um, tell me more about this season of slime. I do enjoy the sticky slimers. I'm going to go and clean myself off. Uh, thank you to Jay Logan, conduit of queerness itself. And to uh, Robert Harding. To Tales of Inquiry. And to Jürgen Indie Monster Weinwick. Third there. Um... I googled that earlier. Hopefully I got it right. Uh, Conduit of name butchering itself. Uh, Yeah, I'm also um, on Twitter and YouTube as Maniac Janiac. Um, I'm on this. You are on this. Which is on soundcloud.com slash janiarismagnet. I'm on uh, Curiosity Epidemic Network. If you want to listen to uh, Badly Designated Heroes, we're fortnightly at the moment. Mm. Because... We're really busy with stuff, and and uh, the 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 main host is about to do a baby. So yeah, life is happening to life everyone. Life is doing a happen, so that there will pr- probably be a gap coming up soon. I hear we're coming to the end of the season, so <gasps> I'm excited to know what happens next. Oh, I'm on Dice Funk as well. I forgot to mention that. You're on Dice Funk, which is a great show. Season six, Dice Funk. Um, I play a a little angry gamer gnome that is also kind of Goku that wants a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that everything? Nope. No. Nope. You got more things. Yeah. Oh heck, sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> Tell me about your things. <laughs> Facebook.com/slash/tonemonkeyradio if you want to join the conversation. If you hit me up on Twitter, I can get you a link to our Discord. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lovely ch- group there also twitch.com uh, slash shaniac where you can find me on Tuesdays and Thursdays streaming uh, this week I, I will probably have done some more Kratamari Damashi re-roll and maybe even some dark, Dorkest Dungeon <gasps> heck and so Laura sing us out darling until next time be a stranger I will <laughs>